again this morning. I want you to begin to thank God for this is the restoration day. This is the celebration of the life of Jesus Christ and what the life of Jesus Christ has brought for us. Begin to appreciate God. Let God hear your voice this morning. Thank God appreciate Him for keeping you alive. And do you know that the victory that we have is only in the victory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's because that He rose. That is why me and you can be transformed and have fulfillment in the plan and the purpose of God for us. Begin to appreciate God this morning because the resurrection power has brought us liberation. Resurrection power has brought us deliverance. It brought us the healing. The resurrection power has repositioned us into the fullness of the plan and the purpose of God. Begin to appreciate God this morning. It is the grace of God that you are alive and being alive to celebrate another Easter Sunday. It is not just for the fun of it. Something is happening in your life. Something is happening in my life. Something is happening in your family. Something is happening in your marriage, in your earth, in your body, spirit and soul. Something is happening. There will be a reference to the newness of God's life in you. Let's appreciate God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I can't hear your amen. amen. Let's be seated. Can you appreciate God by clapping? Appreciate God, clap for God this morning for what He has done in your life. Because they are coming to manifestation. Your life will never remain the same. Your life has been repositioned. Your situation has been dealt with and fresh because of what? The power of restoration. Amen. Today is another Sunday, which is peculiar Easter Sunday, and I congratulate you and I pray that that efficacy, the importance, the fulfillment of the power of restoration will come alive in your life and situation in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. John chapter 11, verse 25. John 11, 25 says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. This is the word of Christ. Even if anything seems to be dead in your life, they are receiving revival and they are coming alive afresh in the mighty name of Jesus. Is there any dead situation in your body, in your marriage? in your career or your business, the restoration power of God is coming alive afresh and they will turn everything around in the mighty name of Jesus. Why did Jesus Christ came? He came to die for us. He was born and his duty for being born is what to die. And not just to die, to pay the payment that to reconcile me and you back to God to pay the price that that situation you are passing through needed to bring you into the fulfillment and the plan of purpose of God. That is why 
he came, he was born to die. Not just born to die, Jesus Christ came. He was pressed, he was crushed for the oil that your victory needed. Your healing needed something. He needed a oil, but it is only the death of Jesus Christ, the crushing of Jesus Christ, the pressing together of his life on the cross at Calvary can only bring the oil of your victory. John chapter 19, verse 30. John 19, verse 30 says, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Jesus said, What? It is finished. For every negativity in your life, in your destiny, career, marriage, as Jesus Christ declared, he said, It is what? Finished. They are coming to an end today in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that has the day of beginning, the day of starting of production must also have an expiring day. It is the death of Jesus Christ that brings about expiring day of every negative things in our life and destiny. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 43. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 43. It is so in honor. It is raised in glory. Sorry, it is so in dishonor. It was despised. It was bruised. It was put to shame. But it is raised in glory. It is so in weakness. Not at its weak, but he surrendered himself because he came to die for me and you. So he rose in power. And it is in that power that Jesus Christ rose from the dead that me and you can claim our victory. I pray for you this morning that that power of resurrection is coming alive over your situation in the mighty name of Jesus. I can hear your amen. Your life is getting revived in the mighty name of Jesus. Your situation is getting revived in the mighty name of Jesus. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Romans 6 4 says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That life as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Walking in the newness of life. Also Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, If ye then be reasoned with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ seated on the right hand of the Father. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. We are Christ seated on the right hand of God. So there is only one thing is busy doing now. 
He is at the right hand of God advocating and soliciting for me and you. So it does not matter whoever that want to contend this life with you. The Bible says we are one advocate. We are the greatest high priest. The greatest solicitor is present at the right hand of God, seated, advocating for me and you. If he did not rise again, how will he be highly exalted above all the principalities? The blood that Jesus Christ shed at Calvary for your deliverance, for my deliverance, for your position, your liberty and freedom, it must not be in vain in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The blood that Jesus Christ shed at Calvary must not be in vain over your life and destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So I declare this morning, the power of restoration is bringing new beginning of all to your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. He said the thief coming to kill and to destroy. But the Son of Man has come to do what? To give life unto us. That we may have it, not just having the life, but we will have it in what? Abundance. I see you receiving the abundance of life afresh from today in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall it not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This is the result of the restoration power of God. God is saying that from today, thank God, this is even the first of April in 2018. God said you must forget everything January, February, March. But God is beginning with you, with your life, with your marriage, with your career, with your business, and even with your ministry, God is starting a fresh with you. Where you think there is no way, God is saying the restoration power is bringing a new way in the wilderness of life for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Even in the desert of life, is bringing the river for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you know, beloved, People have seen your crucifixion. They will shortly see the restoration of your life and destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. They might have been rejoicing for what you are passing through. Said it is finished for you. So also they did to Jesus Christ. But later will they know that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. I see you coming alive. Resurrecting from every negativity of your life and destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. That is the purpose that Jesus Christ was born to die. Jesus was pressed, was crushed for the oil of the victory that you need to bring you fulfillment in life and destiny. Can we consider five things? 
that the death of Jesus Christ brought for us. Five things. One, write it down, number one. They put the crown of thorn upon his head. They did not, they put the thorn, the crown of thorn upon his head. They made, they planted a crown of thorn. They put it upon his head. And what happened? Blood came out. Blood that came out was all the, the, the handwriting on the cross. What does it, this signify for me and you as the children of God? It signifies that the blood of Jesus Christ came and washed our head, washed away curses, washed away satanic pronouncement, washed away satanic vomit concerning your life. So what are those things that they have spoken against your life? The blood of Jesus Christ is coming alive afresh this morning and it will wash away every curse that is hanging over your life and destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. With this blood, no more manifestation of curses in the mighty name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. No more manifestation of curses. No Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 8 verse 9 to 10. He said, they shall gather together, but they shall be scattered. He said they will speak a word, and the word they speak shall not stand. Because of the power of the word, of the blood this morning, because of the power of the restoration, every spoken word against your life, against your family, against your marriage, against every aspect of your life, shall not stand again in the mighty name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. amen. I said the blood of Jesus Christ is raising standard against every satanic decree in the mighty name of Jesus. It's raising standard against every satanic pronouncement in the mighty name of Jesus. No more curse hanging over your life and destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Let's read it. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Be made a curse. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, Curse be everyone that all on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Jesus Christ has been on, so no man cares against your life and destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Number two, what does the, the death of Jesus Christ, what does it do for us? They gave him 39 stripes on his body. 39 stripes they gave him. Amen? First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. First Peter 2 24 says, who his own self bear our sin in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness. By whose strife we are what? We are in. 
Amen. So the the, the scientists they classify all the diseases of the world to what thirty-nine kind of classification of disease. So whatever you might be passing through will fall into one of these thirty-nine classification of disease. So any disease, infirmity, or sickness that might be upon your body, the strength that Jesus Christ has received is breaking the healing that is needed for you in the mighty name of Jesus. No more sickness, no more infirmity, no more disease can earn upon your body again from today in the mighty name of Jesus. By his strength, you are healed. Amen. So, wherever you are, listening or watching, under this voice or under this room, any sickness that came with you today, you will not go home the same way with them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The third action, he paid the price. So, we must enter into that victory. The third action that the death of Jesus Christ bought is what? The name is too hard to the cross. Amen. The name is what? Too hard to the cross. Amen. What does this signify for us? What is the significance of that? And signify what we use to have our sustainability. Your hand is your wealth. It's your career. It's your profession. It's your business. It's your education. It's your ministry and the blood of Jesus Christ wash away all causes, all satanic attack concerning your heart and you are delivered today. So from today, whatsoever you will lay your hand on shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. I can't hear you, amen. I say whatsoever you lay your hand in your career, in your business, in your profession, in your ministry, you shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 8, 28. Deuteronomy 28, verse 8 and 12. Deuteronomy 28, verse 8 and 12. He said, The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse, and in all that thou set thy hand upon, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord gave unto thee. So from today, anything you lay your hand on, that power of restoration is bringing life to you afresh in the mighty name of Jesus. Your business will begin to prosper afresh. Your ministry will begin to prosper afresh. Your career, your profession, your education shall begin to prosper based on the fulfillment of the cross and the restoration of Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 It says, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in the city, and to bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not work again. I pray for the fulfillment of this word of God. Stretch your hand.
that power this morning, fetch that power. Anything you shall lay that hand upon shall begin and continue to prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. The restoration power of God is coming afresh over those hands, and you will prosper. You will not borrow again. You begin to learn unto nations. Scarcity will never be your experience again. It is time for what? Your flourishness in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Number four. What does they do? The significance of his death and the resurrection. The name is two legs together on the cross. The two legs were linked together. If all these things are not just for the front of it, they have significant a specific significance for me and you. We need to claim with faith and it brought us victory. And we need to walk into the forest of that victory for today. Nailing the two legs of Christ together on the cross. What does it signify? Our legs signifies authority of possession upon the land where you stand born. As the blood of Jesus Christ came, he washed away every satanic curse upon the land. And from today, wherever you shall stand upon, you God will possess for you. Can I hear your amen? amen? Can you stand up quickly and begin to say, I possess from today? Everywhere I shall stand, God will possess for me in the mighty name of Jesus. The resurrection power is bringing possession of everywhere I step into. If I step into my office, I possess it. If I step into my business place, I possess it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Be seated, be seated. Jeremiah 11. Jeremiah 11 verse 5 says that I may perform the oath which I have sworn unto your father to give them a land flowing with meat and honey as it is this day. Then answered I and said, So be it, O Lord, from today, wherever you step your lesson, God will possess them for you in the mighty name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. amen. I can't hear your amen. amen. You are possessing that place of your office in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You are possessing that business place in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Even the area where you are starting to from today, God is possessing them for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. amen. What is the fifth word? The significance of his head and the resurrection. They use fear to burst out his belly. Amen. Amen. It's not just for the fun of it. It has its own significance for me and you. When they put spear to burst out his belly, water and blood came out. What does this mean? It signifies that Jesus Christ is the fountain of life. The fountain of life it brought up blood and water. It supplied all that we need for fulfillment in life on the cross of Calvary. Spiritually and physically. Everything that you needed has been provided on the cross. So from today, 
you will not lack anything again in the mighty name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Philippians 4, 19 says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus has what paid the price on the cross. He brought out blood, brought out water, and it shows us that our Jesus is the fountain of life. Me and you, your family, your career, business, everything about your life and destiny shall not lack anything again in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So this is the, the key things, five significant things that I can want to share this morning that I've shared. And I want us to pray about it so that prophetically we'll be able to enter into the spiritual realm and we begin to, to unplug, we begin to download everything that belongs to all that Jesus Christ has paid the price for and covered. Can you stand up this morning? And we pray the prayer for the first point. They plated a crown of corn, of corn upon his head. Can you say after me? My Father and my God. My and my God. Can you say it like you mean it? As blood came out of Jesus' head and washed away all the handwriting on the cross, I declare and claim my own redemption, the redemption of my family and deliverance from all causes that are hanging on our head. Every test hanging in my life and destiny. Every test hanging over my family. Every test hanging over my business, over my career, over my education, over our ministry. The blood of Jesus Christ liberated now, 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 now. Begin to neutralize every satanic pronouncement, every satanic warning, every satanic test, every satanic war that the enemy has spoken against my life and destiny. Every test that is connecting me from the kneeling of my mother or the kneeling of my father, the resurrection power bring you this morning. Resurrection power. Break you and destroy you this morning. I disconnect myself. I disconnect my family. I disconnect this ministry from every satanic connection of curses. They are broken today, now, and forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I can hear your amen. The second one. They gave him that nice try on his body. Said, My father and my God, as the blood came out of Jesus' body, through the tatinized strike that he received. Today, 
my total healing and deliverance from any sickness, disease, and infirmity in the name of Jesus. Begin to claim your healing now. Begin to claim your healing. By his strength, we were healed. Every sickness, disease, and infirmity hear the word of God. The blood of Jesus Christ has delivered it. They have delivered your people. So this morning, receive your healing from that sickness. Receive your deliverance from that infirmity. You are delivered. You are healed by a strike. He has paid the price on the cross for you. And because he has risen, that resurrection power, bringing you your healing this morning. Claim that healing this morning. Come out of that sickness. Come out of that disease. Come out of that infirmity. I find every power, every spirit behind those sickness, behind those disease and infirmity. I cast you out now. Go back to the pit of hell. Our people, every one of us, under this voice, everyone watching, you receive your healing now from your deliverance. For your deliverance in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I can hear your amen. amen. The third one. The name is to have stretched your two hands forward this morning. Say, my Father and my God, as Lord came out of the hand of Jesus as Calvary. Today, I soak and wash my hand and my family's hand in the blood of Jesus. So we declare this morning, whatever thing that I and my family and remember of this ministry shall lay our hand upon, shall we use our hand to do, we shall begin and continue to prosper to the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Turn it to prayer, turn it to prayer. Everything I lay my hands upon from today shall prosper. Every business I begin to do, they shall prosper. Every war, they shall prosper. Every education, I shall prosper. Every career, we shall prosper. Every project of ministry, we shall prosper. Because blood of Jesus Christ is washing our hand, washing away causes, washing away satanic manipulation, washing away satanic programming, washing away satanic harrow and be removed from our hands. Whatever we lay our hand upon from today, we shall prosper in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 The fourth prayer. The name is led together on the cross. Say after me. My Father and my God, as the Lord came out of Jesus' leg at Calvary, I soak my legs in the blood of Jesus Christ and I wash my leg away from every curse. So from today, anywhere I possess, I possess it. Everywhere I stand, 
Let 
Okay. 
they are perished. Disease, they are perished. Infirmity, they are perished. We cause the root of every sickness, disease, and infirmity in the mighty name of Jesus. You are lifted up above all predicament of life. Healing is your portion. Prosperity is your portion. Go in the strength of the resurrection power and your life is coming afresh in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Can you begin? God, today. Yesterday we shared about the last seven words that Jesus Christ spoke at Calvary. And today is the Saturday between Good Friday, which is the fulfillment at Calvary, and Sunday, the restoration of our Lord Jesus Christ. On Friday, when Jesus Christ paid the price at Calvary, the enemy thought it is finished. They were rejoicing. They were parting. Satan never knew he did the, the greatest mistake of his life. He did not know that what he was doing was in line with God to bring the fulfillment of the plan and purpose of God. Whatever the enemy are doing presently in your life and destiny, they are becoming vessels in the hand of God to bring fulfillment to your life and destiny. Is God's silence really? On Saturday, between the Good Friday and Resurrection on Sunday, no, it was the busiest time of God. It seems you and me might have been forgotten, but we are not forgotten by God. God is busy. The silence time of God is the busiest time of God in the life of his children. The same thing happened when the enemy thought it all finished and they were laughing. All the people in Jerusalem, even the disciples, they, they, they went eating, not knowing that God was bringing perfection, bringing fulfillment to what he has done. God has spoken, nothing can change it. And the counsel of God will forever stand. Beloved, the enemy are all around you. They think it is finished for you. But they never know when there is Calvary, when there is payment of price, there will always be an interval when the undercover God is busy perfecting what he has begun in your life. Neither the Penina knew that what he was doing was a thing that God has ordained to bring the woman closer to God. He made her to become, Anna to become the prayer warrior. Neither did the brother of Joseph knew that in selling Joseph to slavery, they were the one providing transport for Joseph to his land of promise. When they put Daniel in the den of lion, they thought it is finished. They did not know the undercover God is so busy 
to bring deliverance and to bring these judgments. Neither did the people that put the three evil brothers in the furnace of fire knew that the undercover God is busy working and to bring perfection. Beloved, I am giving you the assurance of the word of God. You are watching or listening, God said I should tell you. He has not forgotten you. He has put you, tattooed you into the palm of his hand. And your word is always in front of God every day. What was it that was going on on Saturday? It was kingdom versus kingdom. The kingdom of darkness, they thought the blow of death that they give Jesus Christ has finished, but they never know that it was pushing Christ to the fulfillment. Like I said yesterday, four to five things happened, and that is what I want us to go through. Number one of what thing that happened, there was altar. I said when the, in the spiritual realm, when there's going to be a battle, between the kingdom of God and between the kingdom of darkness or whenever the kingdom of darkness want to, to do their stuff, they usually have, make it in four stages. Number one, they have altar. Number two, they put sacrifice or the altar. Number three, they make pronouncements. They make verdict and judgment. And number four, they, 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 they add it over into the hand of the their forces, the demonic forces, to get it executed. And they want evidence that is the manifestation of negativity in the life of people. Do you know that the same thing happened on Saturday, in between the Good Friday and Sunday, the restoration. So let's go through it. When we talk about altar, altars are demonic or satanic, diabolic movements, the place of their action. A place of spiritual transaction. They trade away the good of people for evil. It's a place of negotiation. A high place is where they manufacture negativity for the life of the children of God. Example we can find in Numbers 23, verse 1 to 2, about Balaam and Balak. Numbers 23, verse 1 to 2. And Balak said unto Balak, Build me here seven altar, and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. And Balaam did as Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. We can also find another example of altar in 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 17 to 21. Is the time of David with the Philistines. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 17 to 21 says, But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David over Israel, and the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hole. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley. Of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Without deliver them into my hand. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go up, for I will thou 
Calculate. Deliver the village time into thy hand. And David came to Bifrancy. And David smote them there and said, The Lord has broken forth upon my enemy before me as the bridge of the water. Therefore he called the name of that place Balperamism. And there they left their image, and David and his men burned them. Beloved, when God is about to do a great thing, when God is about to bring fulfillment, perfection of his plan and purpose, when God is ready to bring the manifestation of positioning his people into the place of his fulfillment, when there is new level in life and destiny, it always attracts the fight of the enemy. Verse 21 of 2 Samuel chapter 5 revealed that the Philistines, they carry the image of their God to the battle. So it becomes an altar for them anywhere they are. All the work of altar is to resist, to oppose the competitor, to bring down the plan and purpose of God in the life of people. Even in the case of David and Goliath, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and 42 to 46. 1 Samuel 17, 42 to 46 says, And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained them, for he was but a youth and rudy and of a fair continent. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou come to me with staffs? And the Philistine caused David by his God. And the Philistine said unto David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the hill, and to the beasts of the field. 45. And David said to the Philistine, Thou come to me with sword and with a spear. And with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, of whom thou hast defied. Verse 46 says, This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thy head from thee, and I will give it to the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day, unto the fowls of the ear and to the white beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Beloved, there is an altar. The spiritual altar of the enemy is the place where they did their negativity against the life and destiny of people. Secondly, the altar is never empty. There's always a sacrifice of blood. That is the second thing. When they raise an altar, they always raise a sacrifice. They put sacrifice on the altar. Remember, in the last day of Samson, in Judges chapter 16, verse 26, it says, Then the Lord of the Philistine gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice and to dragon their God, and to rejoice. For they said, Our God has delivered something, our enemy 
into our hand. Even where we read in Numbers chapter 1 and verse 2 about Balaam and Balak. Numbers 23, verse 1 and 2. And Balak said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. Beloved, and Balak did as Balaam has spoken. And Balak and Balaam offer on every altar a bullock and ram. Beloved, the sacrifice is always going on periodically at the altar of the enemy. The third thing, after they have raised an altar, after they have put sacrifice on the altar, there will be a pronouncement. There will be a verdict. There will be decree and sentence. They will have spoken word, not just ordinary word. It will be curses, the negative spoken word into the life and destiny of the people. Beloved, for any negative manifestation in your life or anyone that you know, there has been an altar, there has been a sacrifice and a pronouncement has been made. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19 says, When they say, when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirit. And to, unto the wizard, which pep, and that muta, should not a people speak unto their God for the living to the dead. These people always pep, they always speak, they always make verdict, make pronouncement. The thing that they want to, they incarnate it, they speak it in, with forces of their negative power. It, it goes like an arrow. Even our God said in Isaiah 54, verse 17, He said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord of hosts. Beloved, whenever there is an altar, they put sacrifice and they make pronouncement. And the fourth thing that they do, they want a legagram. Because when I started, I said it's always a spiritual battle. Kingdom versus kingdom. And when you when something is being done uh, in the spiritual court of law, there must be an evidence. So they want a claim of legality. But that is what God spoke in Colossians chapter 2. Verse 14 to 15. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Beloved, there will be and evidence that anytime anyone wants to override, they will say, this is why we did this. Beloved, the fifth one is after they have made an altar, they make a sacrifice on it, they make pronouncement, and what do they do? They also 
They make a claim of legality, a document of evidence. Then they put it in the hand of the enforcing agent. The enforcing agent of the kingdom of darkness, they are, they are spiritual demons. Demons are the fallen angels now working for Satan. They are spiritual law enforcement, familiar spirit, and also the enforcer of whatever conclusion that have been made in the satanic kingdom. Beloved, these are the five things that went up and they brought fulfillment of it on Good Friday. They have an spiritual altar. They have sacrifice. They have pronouncement. They have evidence. And they put the situation in the hand of the demonic forces. But congratulations to every Christian, every child of God, I congratulate you. Let's now see how does the five work out for us, for me and you. Calvary is our own answer. What Jesus Christ did at Calvary that we are celebrating yesterday, we remembering yesterday. It is the answer for all. Calvary is our solution. Because to fight a thing, you must do the same thing. For every altar of the enemy, we use have our altar. Altar for altar, sacrifice for sacrifice, blood for blood, decree for decree, the executioning in the hand of our own power and spiritual. Beloved, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 to 14 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that do them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone that hang on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Even First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 19 says, For as much as you know that you are not redeemed, the corruptible things are silver and gold. From your vain conversation received by tradition from your father. But with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Father, we thank you for this. The precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Beloved, then what is it that Calvary has brought for us? We need to remind ourselves so that we might be able to know our authority in Christ. So that we, were, we can live our life and destiny victoriously with the confidence of what Christ has done for us. Beloved, let's now see how the issue of altar, the issue of sacrifice, the issue of pronouncement, the issue of evidence, and the issue of handing over to the executor, enforcer, work for us, me and you as Christians, and that Christ has done. Number one, 
altar. The cross is the main altar that brought all solution to me and you. We are read in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Be made a cause for us. For it is written, cause is everyone that's hung on the tree. And Christ hung on the tree. Paid the price for me and you. The, Christ raised an altar, spiritual altar, to override every altar that the enemy, the kingdom of darkness has raised. And he raised it once and for all. The cross is an altar for us Christians. That is why whenever we can now raise our individual altar, family altar, personal prayer altar, when we are at the church, we raise the altar standing on the cross that Jesus Christ has paid the price. That number one, don't forget it. Cross is the main altar where Christ did it all for us. Number two is sacrifice. Sacrifice at Calvary is Jesus Christ. The cross was not only raised, but there was sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 to 15. Hebrews 9, 11 to 15 says, But Christ, being called an high priest of good things to come, Amen. but a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of his building, neither by the blood of goat or calf, but by his own blood he entered once, once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for me and you. For if the blood of bull and of goat and of ash of an ephah sprinkling the unclean, sanctifying to the purifying of the flesh. How much more the blood of Christ, who brought the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God, poured your conscience from dead work to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. By the means of his death, for the redemptions of the transgression that are under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of God. Old Testament, the New Testament, first Adam did it, second Adam cleared it with his own blood. Even Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his glory. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7b says, The blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, clean us from all sin. It clean us. It delivers us from all the negative sacrifice the enemy might have made against us. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did then, it worked then. He's still working now, and it will continue to work till eternity. Beloved, Jesus Christ is the sacrifice at Calvary. Jesus Christ used the cross as the altar, and he made himself as the sacrifice to override any sacrifice the enemy might have made or they will still try to make. He has done it once and for all. He has won it. He has delivered victory into our hand. So the third point now is after the cross as the altar, after Jesus Christ as the sacrifice, then the third is Calvary also has its own pro pronouncement. It had its own verdict. It had its own decree. Calvary has gotten its own statement. That is what I tweeted yesterday about the last seven words. So the John chapter 19 verse 30 says, John 19 verse 30, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. This is the decision. This is the final statement of our Lord Jesus Christ. After he has raised the altar at, on the cross, after he has offered himself as a sacrifice, then he makes the pronouncement. It does not matter what they have said against your life and destiny, or what they are saying now, or what they will still say tomorrow. The pronouncement of Jesus Christ is it has override, is overriding, and will continue to override any negative statement against your life, family, and everything that has to do with you. That is our victory, beloved. Then the number four, after the sacrifice, after the altar, sacrifice, and the pronouncement, there must be an evidence. And Calvary has got the evidence and the evidence is what? The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood is the evidence. It's flowing forever. Flowing, flowing. Raising standard against every flood of the enemy. Neutralizing every calendar and diary. No wonder Revelation says we overcome the world by the blood of the Lamb by the word of our testimony. John 20, verse 16 to 17 says, Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto her, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Talk me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to the brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, your father. Hey, hallelujah. I ascend unto my Father, your Father, and to my God, your God. The evidence of the blood, Luke chapter 24, verse 38 to 39 also says, Luke 24, 38 to 39 also says, And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your heart? Behold my hand and my feet, that it is I am myself. 
Undo me and see. For a spirit had no flesh nor bone as ye see me have. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12 says, Hebrews 9, 12 says, Neither by the blood of goat and calf, but by his own blood, he entered in once and for all. No other sacrifice is needed. He entered into it once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. The evidence is forever present at the Holy of Holies. At the right hand of the living God, flowing, raising standard against the enemy. Beloved, the blood of Jesus Christ is our evidence. The blood of Jesus Christ is our claim of legality. When the enemy wants to say no, the price has been prayed. And the heaviness is the blood of Jesus Christ. They will flee. They will leave you alone. So lastly, today, the fifth point. After the altar at the cross, after the sacrifice made by Jesus himself, after the pronouncement, verdict, and statements of it is finished, and after the evidence of the blood that is shed, the fifth point is the enforcing agent is the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of darkness, they hand over the work of enforcing into the hand of their demon. But who is the one executing? Who is the one enforcing the New Testament? What Jesus has did for me and you, it is the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus Christ said, left, he said, no, I will send you comforter. Even in Acts chapter 1, verse he said, no. He said, wait, and you will receive power, which is the Holy Spirit, to be able to do what he has ordained. First Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 8 to 13. 1 Corinthians 8, 2, 8 to 13 says, Which none of the priests of this world knew, for they knew it not. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, Eyes has not seen, nor hear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men, the thing which God has prepared. For them that love him. For God has revealed unto them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searched all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of the man. Save the spirit of God which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. Verse 13 says, We things also we speak, not in the world which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. So, Ephesians chapter 1 also Verse 13 to 15, Ephesians 1, 13 to 15 says, In whom ye have entrusted, after that ye had the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believe, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit 
of promise, which in the earnings of our inheritance unto the redemptions of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, the love unto all saints. Beloved, this is kingdom, kingdom versus kingdom. Jesus Christ, the enemy, they raised their altar. God raised this cross as the altar for us. The enemy, they put their sacrifice of bulls, of gold, but God made Jesus Christ to offer himself as the sacrifice at our own spiritual altar. And not only that, they make the pronouncements, they make curses, they make negative words. But thank God, Jesus Christ made the pronouncement and the verdict at the cross. He said, it is finished. And that is what settled it all. Finished for every negative word, curses the enemy I want to say against you. And our own evidence is the blood of Jesus Christ. It's still there, flowing forever, raising standard against the works of the enemy, liberating us, bringing fulfillment, making us to, to, to overcome. And who is the executor? Is the Holy Spirit. Beloved, are you not happy? Then why are you not troubled? Why would the, the kingdom of darkness try to trouble you? With this cautiousness, we will live a victorious life. Water has been raised by God. That's what we celebrated yesterday. Sacrifice has been made. The blood has been offered. Jesus Christ offered himself. Pronouncements have been made. And not just the pronouncement, there's evidence of the blood. After the evidence of the blood, Holy Spirit is at work bringing the fulfillment and the plan. And that is what brought about the resurrection. When I started, I, I said, it seems to all then that God has forgotten. It seemed that God was silent. But no, it was the busiest time of God. That was the fulfillment that was happening like this Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Easter Sunday. Beloved, Friday has passed. You have been paying the price. Negativity has happened. But intervention has come. The altar has been raised for you. Sacrifice has been made. Jesus has offered himself for you. Vanity has been made. Declaration has been said. Decree. It is finished. And the evidence is there. The blood of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is at work. So beloved, as I come to the end of this message today, I want you to rise up. I want you to pray wherever you are. Just thank God for Calvary. 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 That is where all was settled. That is where all was done once and for all. No more sacrifice. We need to enter into the consciousness of this thing. It has been done. You don't need to kill Satan again. You don't need to try to destroy him again. 
It has been destroyed once and for all. The price has been paid. You don't need to struggle to pay the price. Just enter into God. Reposition yourself and start to live in this consciousness. And that life of victory is yours. So just thank God for Calvary. Thank God for the cross. Thank Him, thank Him for the cross. Are you praying? Thank God for Jesus Christ that came and finished it all. Thank God for such a day like this that God is busy. Something is happening already. Your enemy might have been laughing at you, but God, the undercover, is at work. Is at work. God, make Jesus Christ to go down to the grave. And that same God is sending his spiritual forces to the foundation of that problem of your life, of that problem about your marriage, about your career, your business, about your body, your sickness, disease, and infirmity. By his stripe, you are, you are healed. Beloved, we need to rise up in this consciousness. We need to start to live. We need to enter into the fullness of our authority, our life in Christ. So thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God for the evidence that we have is forever flowing, forever flowing. So the enemy cannot override us again. Every case has been broken. Every effect has been neutralized. So begin to decree that the blood of Jesus Christ must flow again afresh over your life. Let it flow from the crown of your head to the sole of our feet this morning. Let it flow into our life and destiny. Let it raise standard against every flood of the enemy. Whatever has been done in your foundation, your ancestral, your hereditary issues. Something is happening. The blood of Jesus Christ is raising standard against them now. Whatever sacrifice they have made, whatever altar they have raised and they are making the sacrifice, the altar of the cross and Jesus Christ is destroying them. Every pronouncement that has been made against our life, the pronouncement of it is finished is setting it. Say it, it is finished. Begin to declare it. Jesus has said it so. It is so. Begin to confess it like that. Jesus said it and it is finished. It is finished for the sickness, disease and infirmity in our body. It is finished for that trouble. It is finished for unfruitfulness. It is finished for the problem in your marriage. It is finished with the issue of your marital life. It is finished for unfruitfulness in your marriage. It is finished. Jesus said it and it is so. It is finished for problem in your ministry because Jesus said it and it is so. Let's stand on this pronouncement of Jesus Christ. Let's stand on this evidence of the blood that this God has used. Let's start the blood is still flowing. Claim it, claim it over your career, over your, your business, 
It is finished. No more curse. No more pronouncement. The hand of the Holy Spirit is at work executing. He has gone to your foundation this morning, now, right away. He's unplugging you from every spiritual entanglement and is plugging you back to the kneeling of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you there watching or listening? What is your relationship with God? All the things that I've shared is for the children of God. Because the price was paid for you. It cannot be there. You must activate it. It must be activated. It must. It must be activated. It must be activated. Beloved, it must be activated. You need to reconcile with God this morning. You need to reposition yourself so that you can be transformed. The Holy Spirit will make you to cross the bridge this morning. So wherever you are, can you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Even if you are born again before, be born again once. But let God just hear your voice. Make the declaration that you are for Him. Let Jesus Christ hear your voice that I, I come unto you. Every claim, every legality, of the kingdom of darkness against my life because of the blood that was shed at Calvary Jesus advocate and solicit for me you are presently at the right hand of the living God so that payment at Calvary must not be in vain over my life and destiny talk to God this morning talk to God this morning confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior Cross over to his side. Reject Satan. Ask Holy Spirit to strengthen you with power now. So that you can live your life holy and acceptable unto God. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying now? Ask Holy Spirit to go to the foundation. Tell him those things. Reject those things. So that God can delete it this morning. It has been paid for. It seems God has forgotten, you know, when there is crucifixion, there must be an interval for restoration to, to manifest. And the interval is the busiest period of God. You are in that season of interval. God is at work in your life. He's at work concerning your marriage, your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings. Is at work in your family. Is at work in everything that concerns you. It seems is undercover. Never forgotten you. Forever working God. So beloved, reject those things. And begin to make a demand. Calvary has done it all. Claim it. Claim, claim your fruit of the womb this morning. Claim your marriage. Claim your marital bliss. Claim a new life for your spouse. Claim success and victory in your education. Claim divine supply and provision for your business. Claim wisdom, knowledge and understanding for excellent life in all your endeavor. Claim it this morning. Claim your healing. You are healed by a strife. Claim it. 
It is yours. It, is, it has been done. It has been paid for. Once and for all. Don't let any prophet, any pastor fake you. That you need to offer anything as a sacrifice again. The only thing you need to do. Just to ensure you are in right position with God. Don't go out of God like the prodigal son. Ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen you with His power. Self-control. Self-discipline. And total obedience unto God. So that the victory that is coming now, it will stay with you forever. Pray to God. Pray to God. Claim them. Claim them now. Claim them as we round up this morning. The under... Cover God is at work. I'm so happy. The enemy thought they are celebrating. No wonder this thing happened in the life of David. First Samuel chapter 30. They came to Sigla. They destroyed it. They took the children, the wife, and everything they have. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. You need to get yourself encouraged in the Lord today that God, the undertaker, undercover God, is at work. Pursue. Don't give up. Take it. Hold it again. Give it a chance. Don't give up about your marriage. Give it a chance. Don't give up about that education. Don't give up about that business and career. Don't give up about that your child, uh, about your spouse. Don't give up about your parents. Don't give up about the situation of your body. God is at work. The blood has been shed. The pronouncement has been made. So it is finished for every negativity in our life in this morning. Beloved, I pray for you. I prophesy that the death at Calvary, the payment, the sacrifice, the pronouncement, and the executioning of the Holy Spirit will not be in vain over your life and destiny. You have experienced your crucifixion, negativity, but God that is at work, your restoration has come. Tomorrow is a new day. It's a new beginning. The past has gone. The new is beginning. Ways are coming out of that wilderness. Water are coming out for you in that desert. What eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not come into the heart of any man. What God is about to do. God is saying double portion is coming for you. For your shame and reproach, double portion. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. This we pray in Jesus' name. Beloved, I congratulate you. Yesterday we spoke about this last seven word of Jesus Christ at the cross. Today, I've just shared about the fulfillment of Calvary. What Calvary brought for me and you. Tomorrow, we shall celebrate the restoration. What has the restoration of Christ? What has it brought? What are the importance? See you tomorrow. 
Soul Avesta International Church, Polokwan in South Africa. 10 a.m. South African time. Go in this strength of what God has done. Go in this strength of this revelation. You are victorious. Your authority and identity in Christ is very important. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let any philosophy of man. Satan has been destroyed once and for all. But you must position yourself. Rise standing with God. Go in Christ. Endeavor to study the word. Endeavor to pray. Endeavor to live a life. Self-control. Self-discipline. And total obedience. But before you know it, your resurrection, your redemption, your restoration is even coming to manifestation. Jesus Christ said it. He said, I came that they may have life and abundance. Beloved, the abundance of life is manifesting in our life. Everything that has been stolen shall be restored. In the name of Jesus. Everything that has been destroyed, they must be revived. In the name of Jesus. Everything that has been killed and seen dead, they are receiving life afresh. So I prophesy into you. Receive that new life afresh in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shalom. See you tomorrow.